We wish to apologise, but due to technical difficulties, the introduction for Staggering Stories podcast number 47 is unavailable at this moment. We will, however, bring you it as soon as possible. In the meantime, here is some music. to the show i'm crumbly i'm fake keith i'm adam i'm gene and i i'm the real keith god why do we bring him because <laughs> you have to i don't have to he I... doesn't know his way here yet we could abandon him on boot. a roundabout hang on he's the one that gives me directions oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's me that doesn't know my way here okay <laughs> in the words of scooby-doo <laughs> and with a timely interjection, it's time to move swiftly on and dip a metaphorical toe in the waters of the news with El Presidente. Okay. There's a new Doctor Who companion, and her name's Karen. <laughs> <laughs> That's me pleased for the evening. <laughs> it's the actress's name, not the character. I don't care. A silly name. <laughs> it's not a silly name, you git. Adam. <laughs> right, let's go through the Adams that have been in Doctor Who and find out what their track record is. <laughs> hmm. uh, I think there was one, and, and he his... was a tosser. <laughs> and his Can you head say tosser on a podcast? <laughs> a tosser? Yes. Yeah, I can say tosser. <laughs> on a podcast? On a podcast. Actually, you okay. should hear some of the things she said. You can't say f- <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <sighs> anyway, her name's Karen Gillan. She's 21 and she's a Scottish actress. <laughs> okay, then. No, we really shouldn't do that. No. no. Okay, sorry. And she's been in the series before. She was in Fires of Pompeii when she played one of the soothsayers. Ooh, she looks mm. a little bit different, though, because yeah. she hasn't got all the makeup on and now. I think well, she's going to have a few more lines as well. She well, may have a few more the lines. soothsayer. Maybe. Could yes. be mute. Could be mute. A mute companion. <laughs> Why not? That never would really done. mess up the big finish production, <laughs> she, wouldn't she, they? She lift up a she, placard. She, she mimes again, everything. The big finish production. <laughs> she lift up a placard on audio. What are you lying? <laughs> Yeah, you left Mr. Brain at home again. <laughs> it could be I like, have a brain. It could be like Bob Dylan's video for Subterranean Homesick Blue, where he's, where he's holding the videos up for a. Uh, you know, the hang, on, hang on, hang on. I think we should go. I have a brain. Oh, yeah, yeah. In a you jar. Do. Yeah, in oh, a jar. Right, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we could do Braille Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> again, that wouldn't work too well on audio. No. Mm-hmm. Depends on what she looks like. I'm sure a lot mm. of fellas would enjoy having a try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Character hasn't been named yet. No. So I, no. I think we should name her. I think we should. What do you reckon she should be called, at El Presidente? A Gunhilda Nobnacker. <laughs> <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> okay. Jean? Jaden. Jaden, that's a boy's name, Jayden. isn't it? Well, we don't know what pa- character she's playing. No. You think she'll play a boy? She might do. Have you seen the pictures of her? Unlikely. <laughs> yeah, she's very skinny. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Why did he go like that when he said skinny? <laughs> <laughs> Real Keith? Um, Bloodwin Puddyfat. 
puddy fat. I used to go to school with a puddy fat. I know you did. Yes. <laughs> if, if Mr. Puddy Fat is <laughs> listening, we do apologise for all references it's to It's all right. You. He had a speech impediment. He means pussycat. <laughs> uh, Probably. Um, dementia night terrors. <laughs> I just thought she looked like a Megan. <laughs> Didn't realise we had to come up with a stupid name. Notice the two women have sensible, sensible names. <laughs> What's, not sensible? What's wrong with Bloodwin? Yeah. Or, or dementia. Or Brunhilde Knobnacker. <laughs> oh God! If you can think of a name for your companion, send it to. <laughs> In the great words of soothsayers from Pompeii, woe, woe, and thrice woe. Well, the vast toffee Amen. has said we saw some amazing actresses for this part, but when Karen came through the door, the game was up. <laughs> funny, <laughs> funny and clever and gorgeous and sexy. It must be something to do with the name. <laughs> if, if I may, if I may, and now the prologue. <laughs> anyway, filming starts in July for transmission around Easter 2010. That's almost mm. now. Yes, I think we should move on in to the next article. <laughs> I don't know much about her, but it looks like good casting. He's not one of the terrible people that have been uh, suggested, oh, yes. Yes. like Lily Allen. Uh, yeah, oh, God, yeah. I have to say, my, my only concern is we have a young actor playing the Doctor. We now have a youngish actress playing the companion. Are we getting to realms of let's make everyone into a teenager Buffy version no, of I think Who. You and real Keith seem to be on the same page here, and well, I think it's just because you're getting old. I, can, I am willing to admit that, and I, I'm. In you the don't past, get any choice in the matter. Uh, I've seen in, your birth certificate. <laughs> in the past, I'm quite happy to be uh, proved wrong. Yes, I, I do think some of the um, reasons some of the younger kids like Doctor Who is the fact that the Doctor is slightly older and he's safe. Well, he's yeah. 26, so he's probably slightly older than half the primary school kids. Yeah. In this mm. And I know he's probably. 970 something years old. I mean. That's that's the whole point. It was always a father figure. Yeah. Uh, a bit of a housey father or, figure. Or a, yeah. a big brother I figure. <laughs> I don't know. The kids in Crawley probably still could be their father. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Any other Doctor Who news, El Presidente? We've got oodles with Doctor Who news. Ooh. Are you El Presidente? No, but I'm, I'm, answer, I'm his mouthpiece. I answer for him, people. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it! <laughs> well, apparently, David Tennant hasn't quite finished filming his bit as the Doctor. Ooh. Ooh. He has finished filming Doctor Who the series, but he's now going to do a couple of episodes of Sarah Jane Adventures as mm. the Doctor. So not just a man shopping in the background? No. no. Not just a cameo from David, apparently, according to Russell T. Davies. A full-on appearance Ooh. for the Doctor. It's two episodes. He and Sarah Jane face their biggest threat ever. Yes. Well, it's always their biggest know, threat is. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a promise it's going to be a full-on appearance by the Doctor? As <laughs> <laughs> CBBC, probably not. No. Oh, darn. No. <laughs> anyway, Sladen added, When I heard the news that David was going to be joining us, I was absolutely over the moon. Not only has it made my day, but it will also make the viewers' day. It's fantastic news that Sarah Jane is going to spend some time working with the Doctor again and is testament to just how successful the CBBC series is. Her voice is She's been really on the cigarettes. Yeah. She's been on yeah. the cigarettes. She must have been. Right, uh, even more who knows. Really? Yes. Gosh, we're spoilt for yeah. choice. The BBC confirms a Doctor Who movie is planned. Ooh, again. And we're going to be yeah. amazingly disappointed. Yeah, probably. In a BBC News article about David's attendant appearance in this spin-off series, a spokeswoman for the corporation's film division disclosed that 
A script is in development for a Who feature. That could, well, if it's if it's only at the writing stage, then yeah, I mean, yeah. don't hold your breath. For that a while. that doesn't necessarily mean anything. It looks just like over coffee. Something has been mentioned. Well, mm. there have been Doctor Who films in development in the past. Yeah, yeah, they've absolutely come to nowhere. But that was when they were trying to kill Doctor Who. It was a worthless program, and no one ever wanted to make it. Mm. Not when they suddenly discovered, oh look, what a money spin of it <laughs> actually <laughs> is. True. <laughs> it's not known at the moment whether it's going to be Matt Smith, Tennant, or anybody who's playing the Doctor uh, at the moment for this, early, huh? for this movie. Yeah. Yes. Even 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 more Doctor Who news. Oh. BBC America announced that it will air five Doctor Who specials, oh. including the final four adventures featuring David Tennant, starting in July with Planet of the Dead. And they're also screening the next Doctor as well, which featured David Morrissey and Dover Kerwan. Oh. Yeah, so apparently, sort of BBC America, they thought they're they're pulling all the stops out where uh, science fiction is concerned. Apart from the Doctor Who specials, they're screening uh, Being Human and Survivors. Oh, bless mm. them. New one, I assume. Yes, that's right. I hate to break it to them, though. I think. I think the Sci-Fi Channel in America has already screened a couple of these already. Yeah, specific. Yeah. yeah, no, they haven't actually. They had screened Doctor Who up until the specials. Now they've apparently lost it. Ah, uh, 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 or given up on it for whatever reason. Coming away from Doctor Who. Yeah. Summer Glau of uh, mm. Firefly fame has been cast in Dollhouse, Ooh. which we've been watching, and it's really good. And I don't know what people were complaining about because I even liked the second episode. <laughs> you haven't seen the third one yet. I, I think oh. we've just done our do- Dollhouse bit. <laughs> <laughs> Joss Whedon said, If anybody thinks bringing Summer onto Dollhouse hasn't occurred to me already, then they have not met me, he said. I mentioned it to her before, Sarah Connor, was cancelled. I was like, you know, we should go get you in the house. <laughs> <laughs> but first we have to come up with something that works right <laughs> apparently she's not going to be cast as a doll though oh. it's twice in one <laughs> night blow up type of wow. <laughs> and it's not obviously it's not the first time they've worked together she's been in Firefly she's also been in Angel and the short film The Serving Girl Ooh. in which she played a ladle <laughs> a ladle okay just to jump onto the prequel bandwagon Mm-hmm. No, there isn't one, is there, by any chance? Alien Reboot, the prequel, or a prequel, is confirmed. Producer Tony Scott confirmed to Collidor.com that him and his brother, Ridley Scott, keep it in the family, why don't you, are <laughs> developing a prequel to Ridley's original Alien movie with Carl Rinch directing. Carl Rinch is going to do the prequel to Alien. Ridley Scott told Collider. He's one of our directors at the company. Tony Scott added, I'm excited because Ridley created the original and Carl Rinch is one of the family. Scott said that he hopes to get the movie before cameras, hopefully by the end of this year for a summer 2011 release. 2011. 2011. 2011. I thought they were meant to be remaking uh, the first Alien as well. I seem to have read. Maybe that's somewhere. what this is going to it be. Being be. a prequel, it could be. Yeah. It will be before the other ones. Yeah. It could be. I hold my judgment on this because I have to say one of my favourite favourite horror movies, apart from the thing, the remake, is the first. Alien. The first yeah. Alien. It just holds up as the classic mm. horror movie, Haunted disregarding House. its Haunted sci-fi. Yeah. And I don't know 
that you could better it. The second two yeah. were good, mm-hmm. but didn't better it. And well, sometimes, why bother if you're not going to make it that's better? The, the old debate mm. is the second film was a completely different film. Yeah, it's an actual event. Oh, I, I love the second yeah. film totally, yeah. but just, well, for horror movies, I don't think you can compare <laughs> the two. Personally. Hands up, everyone who didn't jump when the cat was revealed in the end of the pond. <laughs> right, Buffy news. Fran Rubel Kazooie, who holds the rights to the franchise, has announced that she is hoping to resurrect the character with Vertigo Entertainment without the involvement of creator Joss Whedon. Mm. Mm. It was Vertigo's interest in taking Buffy into a new place that grabbed us, she explained. Indeed. Everything has its moment. Every movie takes on a life at some point and this seems like the moment to do this. Kazooie added she has not ruled out the possibility of inviting Whedon to participate. Mm. However, in a brief interview with Entertainment Weekly, Whedon said of the movie, I hope it's cool. <laughs> in other words, no thanks. I think we should stress here that it might be the right uh, the rights to the movie rather than the TV series. Oh, it is. Yeah. Holds. Mm. yeah, yeah. So you won't see any of the TV series characters? Yeah, you oh, won't see won't Spike or film. Angel or, or Willow. No, Willow, no. Yeah, because they weren't in the, the original film. It, it strikes me as a bit late as well for Buffy movie. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand it why the programme is in its height, or just actually... But it has been some time since either Mm. Buffy or Angel. How much of an audience is going to be there? Because that Mm. audience has grown up a bit. The new audience are into their own stuff, Twilight and that. Have they missed their boat? Yeah, maybe. And that audience is very much kind of Whedon fans, Mm. Buffy fans. Would they avoid it on principle? That's another thing. I think this could be just my sardonic oldness, but there's a, a glut of vampire yes. touchy-feely yeah. movies yeah. TV shows at the moment yeah. I mean yeah. the original's got a cult following yeah. but for its own right is, is it's a bit tongue-in-cheek kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of style <laughs> yeah hmm. Unless this is going to play that same kind of parody of itself, if it takes itself too seriously, it's yeah. not going to work. They might be wasting their money. Aye. Jumping on the remaking bandwagon, because <laughs> we seem completely incapable of making new films, Flight of the Navigator is going to get oh. a, a makeover. Brad Copeland is going to be writing the script, and it's being produced by Mandeville Partners, David Hoberman and Todd Lieberman. <laughs> so hard to say. <laughs> Isn't he from Heroes? <laughs> the original movie movie told the story of a 12-year-old boy who was abducted by an alien spacecraft in 1978 and reappears eight years later. Was he probed? Probed. <laughs> I don't think it was that kind of film. <laughs> I think that's definitely going to be one for the kiddies. Yeah. Probing. <laughs> oh, all going to hell. We're going to burn. Part of my childhood and one of my favourite programmes oh, is yeah. uh, being put onto the big screen, allegedly. Mm. UFO, the TV series. <laughs> Robert Evans is teaming up with ITV Global on a feature film based on the 1970s British TV series UFO Variety is reported. For those of you that are too young to remember this, <laughs> Shadow Headquarters, which is where the people in charge of fighting the UFOs are, is hidden beneath the film studio and the studio mogul is actually Shadow Commander. The new movie will be set in the year 2020. The original series debuted in 1970 with characters created by Jerry Anderson. It sounds like a cheap one to film. Filmed at a film studio. studio yeah. Yeah. Well, well, also, I mean, if, if the costumes are anything like they were back then, it's also a cheap one to film on the lack of material involved in the women's outfits. Well, they sure, make your horror skirt look like a maxi at points. It was points. a bake foil, if I remember rightly, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> bake foil and string vest. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Any more news? I have a few addendums. Addendums. Yes. Mm-hmm. The news. Mm. One, any role players or 25mm miniature 
miniature collectors out there should need to trot along to hassle-free miniatures, where they have, for your interest and painting pleasure, three figures that definitely aren't from Firefly. Right. Which is uh, a Captain Nathan, a Shepherd Reader, and mm-hmm. Haley, an engineer. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there's also two figures that's out, and one that they're bringing out that is Dr. Hugh McCrimmon, who seems to be wearing a pinstripe suit with a large, tall overcoat. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, a Mr. Masterson, right. who's in black suit, <laughs> white tie and black shirt and finally they're just bringing out as a prototype I think he's called uh, the time botherer a (laughs) Malcolm Eccles Eccleston how do right. they get away with it? It's called getting around the mm, copyright by yes. not calling the characters who they're based on. Yeah. That's just... Yeah. Oh. So if you're into miniature collecting and you've got the, what is it, uh, black tree design figures, which I think ended at the Eighth Doctor, oh, okay. these are a welcome addition because they're basically in the same scale. Okay. <laughs> time oh. botherer. Yeah, the time, <laughs> it's called the time botherer. Yeah. to the time meddler. Sorry, no relation to the hopefully, time meddler. <laughs> hopefully it will have links on the... Uh, uh, Indeed. Show notes to yeah, take you to so. the pages. And one final bit, just read before I came out. I'm going to have to ask uh, El Presidente, mm-hmm. who was it who did Max and the computer game? Max and Sam and Max. Sam and Max, yes. That was uh, Steve Purcell. Yeah. He started a new company. Oh, yeah. And they have mentioned that they're interested in the rights of getting Who for a proper Doctor Who computer game. Ooh. Ooh. Whether the BBC is going to respond mm, or not is another matter, but he has put it down on paper that he's interested in getting access to the rights. Oh. On the Sam and Max style? I'm not sure if it's in the Sam and Max style or a completely different style, but he's the guy who was behind yeah. Monkey Island and Sam and oh, Max. Oh, that would be so cool. Anything would be, would be one step up from the top trumps, which yeah. is all yeah. he He specifically yeah. said he's not interested in doing a computer card game. That's good, because I'm not particularly interested in playing a computer <laughs> card game. Mm. That's my additional addendums all out and done with. I have a piece here. Oh, go oh. I recently went to see Toby Haddock in Moss 8, My Doctor Who Scarf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is Toby's one-man show basically charting his life growing up and becoming a father and how it relates to Doctor Who. And I can recommend <laughs> any Doctor Who fans out there that this is showing you, you go and see it. It's not exactly side-splitting, but it certainly makes you laugh. You can take non-Doctor Who friends with you. He does explain it. <laughs> Such things as the deadly assassin it's about an assassin who's deadly <laughs> this is the level that we're at it is really funny it's well worth the time and effort and the money to go and see sorry you said non-Doctor Who friends has anyone got any? Th- there are some strange people out there who haven't actually ever seen Doctor Who uh, I work uh, with one well, yeah, I wouldn't call them friends anybody I know who doesn't like Doctor Who yeah. not really friends acquaintance acquaintances <laughs> work colleagues people I met who's yeah. just as a introductory phase to their enlightenment. <laughs> okay. And what's his name? Toby Haddock. H-A-D-O-K-E. And it's Moths 8, My Doctor Who Scar. Toby is going to be at the Hooverville oh, convention yes. that yeah. we have to plug a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on plug. September the 6th up in Derby. There'll be a link on the site. Blatant plug finished. Okay, and from an assassin who's deadly to the deadly assassin. Oh, good link. Thank you. Well done, well done. 
we've been watching more DVDs. We have. We actually went out and bought a new one. It was. It was a brand spanking new one. Well, we shoplifted it, actually. Shh. (laughs) We've been watching, as you probably guessed, The Deadly Assassin. Or The Deadly Assassin. By Bob Holmes, the brilliant writer. Oh, yes. Yes. Which Real Keith has often stated to be his favourite one ever. Really? Well, I wouldn't say favourite one ever, Mm -hmm. but it's one of the ones that I have the rosy glow around. Rather like you did with uh, the Fendal. One of his most watched. Yes. And this, to my shame, is one I'd never actually seen. No, not I me. Just I just about remember it. 1978, I think I was probably out playing football. 76. I think there was only one episode oh, yeah. I never saw, which was episode four, Genesis of Daleks, and it took me 20 <laughs> years to see it. And believe me, that was a painful 20 years. <laughs> oh, 25 minutes too, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right, El Presidente, tell us about the deadly assassin. Well, it's assassin. Yeah. Don't tell me he's deadly. He is. <laughs> wow. That's a revelation. No, that's the Daleks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So the doctor just kicked out Sarah Jane. Dumped her without so much as a buy your leave. In Croyd, in, no, Croydon. No. in Aberdeen. In Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Yeah. Mm. Did you not see the school reunion? reunion? She said, that wasn't South Croydon, you dropped me in. It was Aberdeen. Ah. If you're going to be a Doctor Who fan, <laughs> you can at least pay attention to the details. Actually, in the episode, she walks out and looks around and this isn't my home. I bet this isn't even Croydon. And then she assaults a dog and walks off. Yeah, whistling. <laughs> in freeze frame. Yeah, it's amazing okay. if you can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her lips didn't move. No, nope. no, <laughs> the rest of them. Anyway, can we get back? Yeah, back just... to the plot. <laughs> so the doctor is recalled to Gallifrey, and he has a, a vision, a terrible vision of the future. Wow, Some wow, old wow, geezer wow. in a white robe is being shot dead. Wow, 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 wow. And who is that old geezer in the white robe? It was El Presidente. Oh no, <laughs> with me. <laughs> oh no, it was indeed the Lord President of Gallifrey. Ooh. And the thing is, when the camera turns around, it's the Doctor who's the assassin. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. So naturally he has to go there, yep. run away. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he's had an image that he's going to kill someone. Yep. So rather than get as far away from the yep. place as possible and preserve his innocence, he heads there. <laughs> yeah. It's not the brightest spark, is he? <laughs> so it's hair. called a plot device, Karen. <laughs> oh, well, are you going to spoil things? <laughs> And this is the first time we get to see... Well, not the first time we see Gallifrey, but the first yes. time we get to see modern Gallifrey as we know, yes. know it now. Yes. With all the high collars and yep. high caps. And the, 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 certainly, this was the look of the Time Lords from then on. Yeah. Can I correct that, however? It's yep. as we knew it, because as we all know, it doesn't exist anymore, does it? It hasn't been blown into an alternative time loop universe, yes. has it? Um, <laughs> I tell you, though, part of me hopes they don't ever bring back the Time Lords and Gallifrey. Yeah, because they were pretty awful. It was cheap and tacky, and they're a bit like um, Maris from Frasier now. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, you hear so much about them, and they've been built up to the, be this amazing race of people for this absolutely beautiful planet. And if we ever actually see them, it would have been like casting Callista Flockhart as Maris. It would have been a brave attempt, but no, it just wouldn't have been right. <laughs> yeah. So don't bring back the Time Lords. Yeah. A bit like the reverse on the monster. Don't show, show the monster because your imagination can yeah. make a much more... 
more yeah, scary exactly. one than any special effects guy. Mm. And nothing they create image-wise could match Murray Gold's Gallifrey music. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Which I listened to on the bus. Oh dear, someone asked me if I was all right. <laughs> anyway. Back at the plot. Back at the plot. <laughs> According to the, uh, the rather comedy scrolling intro to the, uh, the first episode. Oh, God, oh, yes. Yes. Who else thought of Blackadder? I did, yeah. <laughs> yes. I thought I, of Star Wars. Oh, well. Actually, actually I, I was thinking... I of, thought of Sapphire and Steel. Yeah, Sapphire and Steel <laughs> image. The, the guy... Over to one corner, <laughs> fag end hanging out of his mouth, winding the, up yeah. the, the brown oval, yeah. was just winding the, the mangle. It was a bit wobbly, the, wasn't yeah. it? Was it was like the credits. crossroads. Mm. Yes, that's, that's what it was. That's what it was. Right. Black out of me, definitely. Black yeah, out. snap. <laughs> but apparently, this is the most deadly crisis in long history. Oh, until the next one. But it wasn't much of a crisis, really, was it? Not at the really. end of the day, but not no. really. Basically, uh, kind of who done it? Yes, who done it? Detective mm. uh, yeah. Yeah. story. Yeah. Which given, was set up very well. We were given a whole handful of suspects. Yeah, it was like an episode of EastEnders where you're going to find out who's the father of Michelle's baby. <laughs> oh, speaking of EastEnders. <laughs> oh, I, I, no. Sorry, sorry. No. No, there, there were several possible candidates for baddiehood. Mm-hmm. Oh, Runcible, definitely. Runcible. Runcible. Isn't that a brilliant <laughs> name? Great name yeah. Yeah. Runcible. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Castellan, Elgin. Uh... Elgin, Castellan, Spandrel, and... Barusa. Barusa, yeah. any member of the High Council. Mm, yes. yeah. I think yeah. Barusa and Goth were the main ones yeah. that we saw from the High Council. Well, to be honest... Or the Cardinal. The moment we see uh, the bad guy in darkness, you hear his the voice. The camouflage costume. His yeah. gravelly voice, you know immediately who at least I did. I yeah. recognise it immediately. Oh, it's goth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it didn't take him long to actually give up on the gravelly voice either. No. I think about halfway yeah. through episode two or three, but, it kind of like gave up on it completely. <laughs> but listening to the making of and the interview with, uh, what's his name, Horseful, in the Matrix section, you had a clown, the train drivers and the samurai. Oh, yes. Mm. They were all him. So you got that was all the actor. <laughs> you got dressed up in the clown suit, got dressed up in the samurai costume. Yeah. Playtime for goth yes mm, yes <laughs> and it's bernard horseful oh, bernard yes yeah. now of course there is another thread we have basically what looks like a very moldy obi-wan kenobi <laughs> yeah rotten figure with the biggest most bulbous eyeballs in the world well, yeah. with a cloak on his face looked like somebody's leftover liver and bacon it didn't it just and how come that didn't get complained about as much as the, the doctor's head being under the water yeah, for sure, a little while yeah credit where credit is due to uh, episode three looking back at it, it, it it is quite violent, episode three. Oh, what, the drowning bit? The, well, the oh, drowning well, yeah. bit, the punch-up, the uh, the poison darts, well, yeah, the, the, the grenade, the shooting. The story basically progresses from a whodunit to a hunting yeah. scene. Yeah. I must admit, I did find most of the stuff in The Matrix very prisoner-esque. Mm. Yes. yes. Surreal. Yeah. Like Keith, I, it was one of my memories, and watching back, I did start to sit there going, get on with it! <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. That's our usual argument it did, of it how did it would fare now. Drag yeah. slightly. That third episode in The Matrix. Yeah. It was good. It must have been great in its time. Yeah. It just seems like so much padding now. Yeah. I don't know mm. though that's usually I'd agree with you but I actually thoroughly enjoyed it really? yeah it's just image after image of weird unsettling stuff really. yeah I, fa- I found it I don't know if I'd been mm. smoking something <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah but at least we and know where the uh, where the Wachowski brothers got the idea oh from, yes you know, from <laughs> for the Matrix mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah now of course as everyone knows although we'll put some completely unnecessary spoiler music in <laughs> spoiler completely music, unnecessary spoiler, spoiler music, music, spoiler blah, music blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah. the rotting corpse in the Obi-Wan 
Obi-Wan Kenobi cloak was, of course, the mask. It's good to get Roger Delgado back. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. What did I say? Yes, yes, you did. <laughs> the, rea- the realism was spot on, because yeah. that was roughly what he would have looked yeah, like in 1976. Oh, you are sick. Welcome to the podcast, Jim. <laughs> I was going to say John Pertwee. Oh, speaking oh. of which. Oh, Head of Pertwee. Oh, hello, Head of Pertwee. He's looking a bit cross. I don't think he appreciated oh, yeah. the um, no. master joke. No. We're no. sorry. Gene made us do it. <laughs> <laughs> blame me. I always get blamed for everything. Life's oh, not fair. He's <laughs> blame that Peter Pratt. He's flaring his nostrils. This is also one of the very few stories where the Doctor doesn't have a regular companion with him. Yeah. No. I, I think it was the first. But yeah. if you watch it, the Chancellor Gar Spandrel basically becomes the companion for yeah. that episode. Yeah. Yeah. So there's still that format there of writing it. Also, talking Spandrel, I like it goes back to a, a Robert Holmes stalwart of writing excellent secondary characters. Mm, yeah. I mean, I loved yeah. Engin, the coordinator Engin, the one all yeah. in black. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. when, yeah, yeah. When what sticks in my mind mostly is when the Doctor criticised the Matrix. <laughs> it was the look on this old guy's face as his creation was wow. being dissed. It was like an engineer whose yes. spaceship mm. had been called yeah. a piece of Gosa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Spandrew and Elgin, they were very good foils for, yeah, to the Doctor. Yeah. Like Jean said, they mm. fulfilled the companion role. Oh, they asked yeah, all yeah. the stupid questions and yeah. wandered into trouble. <laughs> and as a story for fleshing out more of the, the history and the mythos behind the Time Lords and the Doctor, I thought it was quite oh, good. Yeah. Uh, but I could have happily been the three-parter for my yeah, sake. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just I just loved the idea of, before this, we had the Time Lords as the superior pinnacle. Mm-hmm. You can't get better than this, but actually, <laughs> underneath the surface, the majority of them are, are doddering old men who are yeah um i think it's the babylon 5 line the past lures us the present confuses us and the future terrifies us yeah <laughs> it's like a race of librarians yes yeah well for want of a better term yes yeah, <laughs> the non-interference it definitely did mark a big change in the way the time laws were looked at yeah. perceived yeah they were suddenly stuffy they you know set in their ways that's why the doctor left yes whereas before they weren't like that no ones who caused the doctor to regenerate were very different even though one yeah. of them was actually Perhaps same character. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was certainly the same actor. Yeah, yeah. Well, the pompousness was brought out when in something as basic as the description of the robes. Yes. What was it? You had orange, white, and heliotrope. <laughs> Why yeah. not just say purple? <laughs> we had to look that up. We did because I thought it was <laughs> a beige <laughs> colour. Yeah. It's a flower. When we were talking about the image of the Fendal, we had a bit of a moan about the cheating cliffhanger. Oh yes, oh, we yes, had that right. again. We did, yes. didn't we? We had it appearing to be absolutely solidly proven that the Doctor has just blasted this old man through the head. For no well, reason either. No, no, no <laughs> reason <laughs> whatsoever. Well, it was missing Sarah, you know. <laughs> and then next episode starts and suddenly there's an additional shot of a weird hand with a gun. It's like, ah, yeah. cheats. Mm, Don't do it again. <laughs> also, for a very advanced, forward-thinking race who are benign watchers of time, they're really into torture, aren't they? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> there is one thing that I mentioned when we was actually watching this it is hard to equate the dark and dusty almost 
cavernous like sets of Gallifrey. Yeah. Some of the walls were rock, so it was underground. Mm. Yeah. With the Tenth Doctor's description of the shining world of the Seven yeah. Systems. It's virtually a nirvana yeah. in his eyes. And... <laughs> and, yeah, very different to the, the cafe look we get in Five Doctors. Yeah. Dark yeah. 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 <laughs> God. Maybe his own rose-tinted Yeah, I'm willing to admit that it's rose-tinted glasses somewhere you can't return to. Must be that the bit we saw in Deadly Assassins the underground It could have been. It could have been, Then the bit we saw in Five Dogs or have you is kind of the piazza bit. Yeah. If you came and filmed in London, you could end up with 67 different locations all totally different. And of course we're being completely unfair because the other two Deadly Assassins and the Five Doctors were just using what was available to them at the time. Whereas now it'll all be done on the computer. I know they fell short. I know that. But I did like the attempt of making all the walls green glass. The green metallic Mm. of the panopticon. Mm. It was an attempt to make it look like glass. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of ripped off Superman. It probably came before Superman. Yeah. 76. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Superman, 78. No, Superman, 78, 78. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Superman copied the BBC. Indeed, yeah. Yeah. They've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't quite clear on the uh, some of the protocol, either, some of the um, background here. So you've got the president who elects his successor. Yes. And then there's talk of having an election. Well, I think they occasionally have an election when the president dies in office. But uh, if it was running properly, then the president would name his successor. Uh, That's so still a bit confusing, it is though. A bit. Unless he mm. elects several people and then they have to fight it out bare-chested in a ring of combat. <laughs> well, well I mean, that was the whole point of the story, is the fact that he told Goth that in no way was he ever going to get to be president if the current president had anything to say with it. Yeah. He's going to select someone else. And at Hence the beginning, the he has the, the president has that scroll, which is the announcements, and he says, yes, there's going to be a few surprises here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a very bad acting way. <laughs> One thing that, well, I wouldn't say it sort of puzzled me was uh, this Article 17 they were quoting mm. that the uh, doctor quoted. Even though he's condemned to death for being an, assa- an assassin, oh, yeah. he's uh, put himself in the running for the presidency. So you can commit any crime. Ah, uh, no, as, as his, the psychic did point out, he may be charged with it, but he hadn't been found guilty, and they still work on the innocent to proven guilty. Like, yeah, but, but say I was a Gallifreyan and I've committed murder yeah. and they've arrested me, all I have to do is say, right, I'm putting my name in the hat to be the next Lord President. You can't do anything to me. It may only be when they're actually oh, running, running the election, election for election. presidency. Sure it's uh, yeah. But it's still a bit of a dodgy loop. I, I, I think, yeah, I think it it's was... called a plot, yeah. Levi. Well, it's rubbish! <laughs> I suppose they don't have that many criminals amongst the Time Lords, perhaps. Mm. Assuming the Time Lords are just the elite. Yeah. Not well, the Gallifrey yeah. and yeah. The um, uh, Castellan did mention something about running the Sugarbuns in for this type of violence. Yeah. So you, you get the idea that the Time Lords are the, the royal family, the, the elect. The, yeah, the, I'm sorry. Elite. Have you yeah. seen what's going on with the MPs at the moment? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, whatever it is, things never change. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Also, I couldn't quite figure out why nobody regenerated. Yeah. yeah. Well, one was shot by a staser, so, which is I, a Time Lord weapon. Yeah. Well, they were saying it burns the body. It, mm. it, yeah, yeah. It's specifically designed to inhibit to regeneration, kills a Time Lord. But the President... Yeah, that who was hit with a oh, staser rifle. That was a staser, yeah. 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 One of them was a guard who we're assuming isn't a Time Lord, although yeah, a Gallifreyan, so may not have the ability to regenerate. Um, yeah. Chancellor Goth took the entire power of the Matrix through him, so perhaps... It's too much. It's too yeah. much. Yeah. The only yeah. one you could Maybe. possibly quibble with that is Runcible. 
possible. Yeah, he it's got a comedy. Uh, yeah, he, he yeah he got stabbed and you stabbed <laughs> severely severely stabbed. Big harpoon in his back. Uh, <laughs> a mild but he also cut. he also attended the academy with the doctor. So he must have been. Yeah, mm. and Is given that he's probably had a slightly more sedate life than the yeah. doctor, I mm. dare say he he's hasn't got, got through so many regenerations. Mm. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So all right, so we'll have that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's always the possibility that they all went to the academy, but when you get out of the academy, only those with certain grades then become are given the ability to have, become oh. time lords and regenerate. So, so we don't know that might be a possibility. Flunked. It could be. <laughs> what did the, what was it? The doctor called him Runcible, the fatuous. The fatuous. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was Barusa's reaction to Runcible as well. Uh, so if I just may ask a few questions, oh, uh, yes. you had <laughs> enough time at the academy to ask plenty <laughs> of questions. You didn't listen then. Yeah. <laughs> you was quite good. <laughs> Withering put down to yeah. say the least. <laughs> oh, the fact that doctor. Our doctor is in one of the more high class of the clans. It's the, or class. Yeah, it's the Time Lord equivalent of Gryffindor. Yeah. 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 Everyone wants academy. to be one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but our doctor's in Gryffindor house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Mary Whitehouse. Oh. oh. Completely missing the, the point. I, yeah, I think this goes back to what I've said before. Went through my mind whenever she used to throw a major wobbly. <laughs> The doctor's there. Yeah, well, he'll he be all right. Doctor, yeah. I mean, he was there. He was under the water. Yeah, he was yeah. under the water. We've seen him <laughs> supposedly die before. I think she was actually being paid by the BBC. Quite possibly. <laughs> because, you know, she whinges and whittles on about, oh, someone's head was under the water for a little while. Ooh, that might scare children. And everyone goes, oh, I'll watch that next week. See what yeah, it's mm, about. Make everyone to tune in. <laughs> yeah, it could be. But no, I, if she was going to whinge about anything, I'd have thought it would have been the um, the Gunji Master. Yeah. Because <laughs> the rest of it was all, yeah, Doctor Who by numbers there yeah. was nothing particularly was special quite, about it I have to tame. admit watching it back I did sit there thinking <laughs> <laughs> it still, still looks good mm. not bad yeah. mind you his mouth didn't move all that much so no yeah, yeah, could, bit. yeah a bit, bit but not enough it was the sausage fingers and he couldn't blink <laughs> no no <laughs> he just gets a bit of dust in his eye must yeah, have been that must have been eyes. that's why they were coated in Vaseline probably yeah <laughs> Nice too. <laughs> okay, so Deadly Assassin, do we think people should go and buy it? Buy it, but go into it knowing what you're getting. Don't watch well, it Well, it'll be glasses. written on the box, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but buy it in about six months' time when it's half the price oh, of yes. the original release price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Very good whodunit. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's quite good. It could have been yeah. better, certainly, but it was quite good what it was. Yeah. Although I thought the bit where he was going to get his foot run off with the train was a bit silly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was um, sped up terribly. Help! Help! <laughs> Hey, I watched with Gallifrey or whatever how you pronounce it. Gallifrey. 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 Yeah, never, Gallifrey. Sp- never pronounced it. You say tomato and I say tomato. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Following on from the genius that was the deadly assassin to this. A deadly invisible force is threatening Earth, and only one man can stop it. Tom Cruise is L. Ron Hubbard in Scientology, Rise of the Thetans, also starring Mimi Rogers. Oh, L. Ron, get your e-meter out and give me a good auditing. Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Governator. I am an all-action hero. Vote for me, please. Also starring John Travolta, Lisa Marie Presley, and special guest star Alan Rickman as the evil intergalactic warlord Zemo. I'll get you, Elron Hubbard. Scientology: Rise of the Thetans coming to a cinema near you soon. Do you know how much hate mail you're going to get for that? <laughs> and from one very strange man to an even stranger one. Hello. Real Keith presents. 
Who in Unusual Places. Oh. Right, I have, in my spare time, bought a book. A whole book. It's the first one I've ever bought. It's A Madness of Angels by Kathy Griffin. A little bit of background to the book. It's got a Neverwhere vibe running through it, so it's about magic in urban cities uh, in present day. And I have just got to a certain bit where one of the characters is describing Britain, British in general. It's like Jack and Nori, this, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I shall just read this section, which I, I just love. Offer me... A sure note of indignation entered her voice. Young man, there are three things that make Britain great. The first is our inability at playing sports. How does that make Britain great? Despite the certainty of loss, we try anyway, with the absolute conviction that this year will be the one, regardless of all the evidence to the contrary. I raised my eyebrow. The second, she went on, is the BBC. It may be erratic, tabloid, underfunded and unreliable. But without the word service, obscure Dickings adaptations, the Today programme and Doctor Who, I honestly believe that the cultural and communal capacity of this country would have declined to the level of the Aitman, largely owing to the advent of the mobile phone. Oh, I said, feeling that something was expected. Oh was enough. And lastly, we have the NHS. <laughs> that was Doctor Who in an Unusual Place. Thank sure you. <laughs> and now, continuing on from last podcasts, choose your own staggering story. It's part two. And now, it's time for... Choose your own staggering story. When we left our heroes, they had been cornered in a super-duper control room on a spaceship by a very small man with a very large gun. He had said, Who the hell are you? in a rather threatening manner. Having weighed up their options, the Doctor and Rose decided not to nobble the man and not to flee to Salem. Instead, the Doctor said, Hello, I'm the Doctor, and this is my friend, Rose. Hello. I'm Craig, and this is my friend, Bloody Big Gun. What are you doing here? Would you believe we're lost? No. Would you believe we're tourists? No. Is Krug your real name? It's a bit odd, isn't it? <sighs> Rose. Sorry. Mr Jones will want a word with you. Move. Is Mr Jones? Rose. Sorry. Twenty minutes later... After marching up and down remarkably similar-looking corridors, Krug stopped outside a very important-looking door. Wait here! Aren't you afraid we'd try to escape? No. Oh, well, right then. Hello, Mr Jones. I've brought the intruders. Hello, Krug. Send them in. Um, Mr Jones sounds like a woman. Please stop speaking. Sorry. In. Thank you, most kind. Stand there. That will do, Krug. Hello, I'm the Doctor and this is my friend Rose. Hello. My name is Jacob Jones and I'm Governor of this facility. Pleased to meet you. Doctor. Um, forgive my friend's rudeness, but... But she wants to know why this svelte and sexy hunk of a womanhood is calling herself Jacob. Yes! There was a transporter accident when my wife and I beamed aboard. Our patterns were mixed and no one can separate us. 
So, you're a man in a woman's body? I'm so going to thump you. No, she's exactly right. Now take a seat and tell me how you got in. Should the Doctor and Rose, A, tell the truth, B, pretend to be selling the latest issue of Watchtower, C, flash the psychic paper and shout, Inspection time! It's up to you. We'll find out what you choose next time. Okay, so if you can be bothered, choose A, B or C and send your request to us at show. At Staggering Stories. Net. (laughs) God. All right, let's do some Ashes to Ashes. David Bowie. With a brick. My name is Alex Drake. I've been shot and that bullet's taken me back in time. Now I'm lost in 1982 and all I can do is fight and search and stay alive because somehow I will find a way home. And then Crumbly, tell us what's happened so far. Oh, a lot's been happening for Alex Drake in, well, her strange world. (laughs) She's been offered a way out, but here's the rub. She has to become a corrupt police officer to do (gasps) so. We know she why. Do that? Mm, she was tempted, but she refused. Well, it's going back to life on Mars. Yeah, it seems to be the standard out clause. Because wasn't uh, Sam Tyler offered a way out by doing the dirty? Yeah. On mm. on the other, rest of his team. Yeah. So it's a sort of a variation of that. Yeah, you're I right. think. Never thought of that. Yeah. No, not me. <laughs> well, I got something. Yeah, I got something over the El no, Presidente. Apparently, sort of um, things have moved on in the in the real. World, she has been found, yes, and she is being operated on to get the yeah. bullet out of her out of her head. There was a marvelous scene where she went into someone's kitchen mm, that's and it. walked into a sort of a hybrid at the kitchen and, and herself on the operating mm. table. That's it, yeah. And she pulled back the uh, the sheet to see herself lying there being yeah. operated on, just as they pull out the bullet. Mm, that's yeah. it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So in a nutshell, she is waiting to wake up. Mm. She's been found, and she's now just looks like she's in a standard coma. Mm, that's it. Yes, which is pretty much what John Sim was in. Yeah. Yes. It's actually four episodes this we last spoke about this. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Episodes three, four, five, and six. Yes. The first two of those were the conclusions of the Super Mac. Yes. Mm, Sub-story. Yes. Which um, I thought was going to be the main thread to run through the entire too, yeah. story. Yeah, it ended rather suddenly. It did. It did. Yeah, it that that caught us all by surprise, that did. Everyone was thinking, Super Mac, all right, he's a loose cannon, but he would have been one of the pivotal characters. Mm. But he got killed, unfortunately. Wow. That's it. Spoil it for me. I've only seen up to episode two on the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> he lives happily ever, ever after. after. Thank you. Yeah. But in he, a coma. He, he was he was coming across as a dark version of Gene Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. But now I still think Gene Hunt is also in a coma somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So do I. That, that, uh, I have thought about this myself, but yeah. I'm not so sure now. I think there's more to it. You don't think he's the guy we saw at the beginning? No, yeah. I think that's this other guy. The guy leaves the Rose's yeah. Well, as I said, we we got a face for the voice. Well, yeah. Now yep. we yeah. now have a face for the voice. Yes. All those theories. It Sam Tyler. Yeah. Now, I think that was just a huge red herring, the whole Freemason thing. Oh, good grief, yes. Chuck the word Tyler in mm-hmm. and people are like, ooh. Well, the thing that I like about this series, well, this particular series, is they don't keep moving the goalposts. It's when you get to the goalpost, you find that they're just bits of cardboard. And the actual goalposts are yeah. um, <laughs> further away. Further away. Mm-hmm. They don't move them. It's just not where you expect them to be. Yes. I have to admit, though, from the two episodes I have seen so far, it is a damn sight oh, better. Yes. And I wish that the last season had started like this and I would have stuck from it for the beginning instead of giving up part way through. Yeah. Yeah. What I said last time is,
as the first series, I didn't think it could throw anything more at me and I probably won't tune in for season two. I did, out of habit, mm. and I'm glad I did. It's blown it completely wide open and reinvigorated me to come back and watch it. Yeah. I'm loving the music. I'm a teenager again. <laughs> <laughs> 80s music. It was bad then. It's bad no, now. No. But you've yeah. got to live with it. It's what you grew up with. And all those white stilettos. Oh, oh, good grief. Hang on. They had white trainer stilettos mm. in Essex, believe it or not. I've yeah. seen someone wearing them once. Oh, no. <laughs> but we still have the threat of Operation Rose Yes, which out. hasn't been disclosed. No, no. Nah. Please tell me Rose Tyler isn't in an <laughs> comes into the this as oh, well. It's well, got well, Sam's daughter or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, our, our mysterious man kept on sending Alex roses. Yes. Mm. And now he started sending her dead Oh, yes, roses. dead wilted roses, Ooh. yes. Yeah. To show her that, you know, time's running out or... Well, mm. I think it's because she rebuffed him. Yes, she, she didn't want to do uh, take his out mm. clause. That's it. Yeah. But it appears from the preview of the episode which is on In, now... Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it 40 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're slightly later tonight. Yeah. Yeah. he can change his appearance well I wouldn't say change his appearance he's looks like he's in this world old as himself in 2008 Maybe. But he's also in 1981 as his 20-year-old self as well. Maybe. The trailer we got is with a very young version of him in a police uniform. And a police constable. Well, it wasn't uniform. clear if it was a younger version of him or a different... It, to me, it looked like a younger version of him. Uh, OK, maybe. If that was the case, it implied to me that something happened in his own lifetime that he is now trying to right the wrong of, yeah. or right the error of, mm. and mm. using these events and these mm. people to correct that situation yeah. for the fact that that he is static in both but he's seen himself as he was as the young wow. police officer. It's roughly the same as we had in the first series with Alex in the, the explosion that killed her parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had young 10-year-old her and you also had 30-year-old, 2008-self mm-hmm. her. But she couldn't there. stop that or change she couldn't that stop because it. she, she couldn't... wasn't controlling it. No. If you've got mm-hmm. a puppet master, maybe yeah. he's controlling and manipulating these so, events to try and change. That's be. the same mm. as from the original Life on Mars when Sam had absolutely no control over seeing him his father yeah. kill someone. Yeah. And what has this all got to do with Princess Diana and her death in the tunnel? Uh, nothing. I think, think that was just a proof future. to show that yeah. he came this from the future. The, yeah. It's the same way that when he announced himself, he said, oh, Boris Johnson's turned up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wondered if he can change shape, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe this is a younger version of himself, I, but if he can really change yeah. shape, maybe what we've seen isn't the real him. It maybe be. it still is Sam Diana. It could be. Yeah. It could, that shows another wrinkle that I hadn't thought of. I thought it was a young version of him. But if it's... I don't know. If, may, if it is, then yeah. maybe I'm wrong. But I think people should accept that Sam Tyler's dead. <laughs> no! <laughs> Sorry. Well, rumour has it that somebody from Life on Mars is going to make an appearance. Yes. We all assume Gene it's Hunt. going to be Annie. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy is not from Life on Mars. We all assume it's going to be Annie, but maybe... Maybe, it yeah. isn't. Most of the cast. <laughs> look, look for a ring. If you find a ring on the floor with uh, yes. circles on it, you know it's going to be... <laughs> the Master's appearing in Ashes to Ashes. <laughs> what else? Finally, have the mystery of Alex's husband. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Why he vanished, yes. Never really been mentioned before. No. But we know it wasn't her maiden name. No. No, we, Drake is a married name. I think we were given the information that he'd done a runner in the first mm, series. Yeah. But, well, but we didn't actually see him. No. I think that may have been the first episode. Confronting, confronting the 14-year-old boy. Poor little sod. And the, the kitten. Yes, Molly. Yeah. He called mm. his daughter after. 
after the kitten. kitten. <laughs> yeah. And we also see Gene Hunt getting an absolute pasting. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a first for uh, either life on Mars or ashes to ashes. Yeah. Yeah. And how he deals with it, how he reacts to oh, it. Oh, good grief. Yeah, well, he's like a misogynistic, sexist, you know, avenging angel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Eventually, although at first mm. he, he, uh, he, he lost he, it. He, yeah, yeah, he did hide mm. yeah. for a little while. Yeah, Tell but, me they didn't ruin his just suave, sophisticated <laughs> and handsome good looks. <laughs> Only dented him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> bit of panel beating. Just, a black, just a black guy, that's all. He'll be fine. He's a genie after all. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that, maybe. Anyone yes. called genie is wonderful as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> the gene genie. <laughs> so, are we still going to stay with it? Yay. Oh, very much so, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I still say the other man in the bed is Gene Hunt. I'm with fake Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Including tonight, which, because of this, we've yet to watch. Mm-hmm. There's only two episodes left to run. Yeah. I must admit, for me, episodes five and six aren't quite as good as three and no, four. No, no. Since Supermac has gone, it's, it's dipped a little. It's kind of gone back to being the kind of normal week in, week out, but with the underlying, yeah. who is this mystery man, without the threat of Gene Hunt being sent off to Plymouth or wherever it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, old President, I bet you're fiver. The guy in the bed is Gene Hunt. Okay, no, I'm, I'm cool. sure it isn't. It's either going to be Sam Tyler or it's going to be this other chap mm. we never met before. I don't think we're going to find out because I think they're talking about a third season. Mm. They are. Yeah. They are, but I think they're going to resolve it. I was going to say they've got to. To they've, an extent this season. They've said at the end of season three they're going to resolve both Ashes to Ashes and Life on Mars. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. Is it too late to take my bet back? Uh, I mm. I don't know. I still think that this reality has some kind of reality to it. I think there yeah. is yeah. a dimension or something somewhere. Yeah. And Gene Hunt, Ray, and Chris are avatars, intelligent somethings. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of people might be upset by that revelation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can I question Ray and intelligence in the same sentence? <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be. Um, He's learning though. Yeah, Alex is teaching him it's psychology. Very true. And... He did ask, and mm. he seemed oh, to have right, a, yeah. a knack. Yeah. yeah, they're all developing. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm adapting my bet. It's still, <laughs> still Gene Hunt in the bed, right. but Mystery Man is Sam Tyler. Right, yeah, you yeah. witnessed it here first. <laughs> A crisp new fiver. <laughs> Someone recalled this podcast. <laughs> yes, that's what all that machinery is for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, you've been writing to us again. You lovely people. Lovely people. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you, and okay. and I most have to thank you. Okay, oh, I'm, I'm, okay, Keith. Okay, we've got the point. I'm just thanking. Thank you, Keith. Right, we've heard from Steve Gray. Hello, Steve. Yo, Steve. He says, "Greetings, mighty head of Pertwee team." <laughs> <laughs> oh. We're reduced to team. I had previously watched the first episode of Firefly, but had thought it so-so. However, on seeing Serenity at the cinema, I thought it warranted a second viewing. Around a month ago, the Sci-Fi Channel had a Firefly weekend and showed the entire series across two days, which. I taped onto Sky Plus. Taped? I've just finished watching them and have to say the show has become an instant favourite of mine. It's now the wish list. The characterisation mm. is great, good yep. depth to characters, beautifully yep. jet black humour <laughs> and great one-liners. <laughs> the setting and situations work excellently together and the ability of each episode to demolish a sci-fi cliche is excellent. For example, to paraphrase, hold on, this is a fight for the captain as he's being beaten to a pulp. Mal replies, no it isn't and they shoot the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Very good, highly recommend and thanks for recommending it yourself. I felt the same way about Sanctuary and Sci-Fi had a Sanctuary weekend just today, so I'll give it a second try too. Thanks once again, Team Steve. Mm, thank you very much. A second try? Mm. I think Firefly needs a third, fourth and fifth. Sanctuary definitely deserves a second try.
and look. Right, we have one here from Naya. Hi, Naya. Hello, Hello Naya. Naya. Hello, Staggering Stories team and recent kidnappy. Hello. <laughs> I've missed you. Aww. 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 Thank you. I saved up podcasts 44 and 45 for a long road trip to a convention, but the delay was worth it because it was like having a preview of the convention in the car. <laughs> and I laughed like a hyena at the voiceover voice. Well done. <laughs> and she didn't crash the car. No. no. However, as much as I admire anyone with a bad horse ringtone, <laughs> I agree with editing down your podcasts. At least if you promise to keep in some of the things you keep assuring each other will be cut as the missus and Keith's a lesbian. I really don't remember that. I do. <laughs> On the other hand, edit. Don't edit. Just please promise. No more Shatner im. Impressions. <laughs> that was the last one, honest. Uh-huh, yeah. Until, Until the, the next, next last one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the convention report. It sounds like you had a great time, even without the incomparable cribbins. To join in the fun, my escape pod discs. This will be fast and easy. With Just bro- like Keith. <laughs> <laughs> with broadband to keep up with you and Big Finish, I'll take the collected books, audio books, and movie adaptations of the complete works of Terry Pratchett and Jane Austen. Yep, good. With those in my knitting, I'll not only be as happy as a clam, I'll probably ask my rescuers to wait until I've finished. <laughs> Have a great time at Hooverville. Naya. Thank you, Naya. Thank, Thank you, Naya. Naya. Odds combination. Jane Austen and Terry Pratchett. Yeah. And mm. knitting. <laughs> and knitting. We've got one here from Wayne or Clive. Clive. Right. Mm. Good evening, Head of Poetry, the one that doesn't brace the forms. That's me. El Presidente, <laughs> Fake Keith, and the other two or three if Gene is to be a permanent fixture. I do hope so. Well, my birthday was made complete by Real Keith's birthday song. Thank you, and thank you. <laughs> hope you had a happy birthday. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes. Happy birthday. I'm not a Star Trek fan, but has been recommended the film by two teachers, Mr. Hughes and Miss Roberts. Do you get the feeling he's Welsh? <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Hughes and Miss Roberts. Yo. Yo. The latter has banned the words Doctor and Who from the classroom. Which is unfortunate because he's in a science class. I I can't pronounce that. Confarnet. Confarnet. Thank you, Confarnet. Sorry. (laughs) Fake Keith, you have been very mean to Gene on the forums, so Wynne and I will stop stalking you from the tree in your garden for one hour and stalk you from the opposite end instead. Oh, pardon? That's what it said. (laughs) I'd better go on the forums and see what (laughs) Fake Keith's been saying about me. All I said that was... You'd been invited along as a stalker deflector so that they'd start picking on you. <laughs> he finishes with Cheerio Chaps, Owain, the 15 year old correspondent. Well, it will be on Sunday 31st. And it's gone Sunday the so 31st, he, yep, so, so I hope you had lots of cake. Oh, yes. Yeah. We've had cake in your oven. We have, yeah, it was oh, yes. delicious. Big chocolate cake with fluffy, fluffy bits and futons and little bits of strawberry and Shh, Sorry. Enough. Dear team, thanks for taking my idea, but please cancel the contract you took out of me or Keith. I mean no harm. She I made for me... option A, Joshua. She made me be Rose and it's his fault. <laughs> I think you make a wonderful Rose. And we did go for option A. We have one here from Eric. Hi, Eric. Hello, Hello Eric. Andrea, Virginia. Dear team, including the much maligned head of Pertwee. Much maligned? He's coddled. <laughs> he enjoys it, really. <laughs> Great show last week and hearty welcome to Jean. Thank you. I'm sure she was making juvenile comments with the best view in no time. <laughs> yeah, she was a bit nervous last time. What do you imply? <laughs> more we hear about the two-part tenant departure from Doctor Who, the more confusing it all becomes. The Doctor's mother, Timothy Dalton, allegedly playing a villain, plus John Sim as the master, and, I think, every companion from the new series. Add that to RTD's comments about it being dreamlike, etc. I'm very eager to see what they've drummed up for the tenth Doctor's last story. What they've decided is the last 40 years have been a dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wakes up in the shower with the rose. <laughs> 
the more we learn, the less sense it all makes. I like that. Mind you, between now and then, we have a Tenth Doctor cartoon and a full-on appearance by the Doctor on Sarah Jane. About time, I say. <laughs> oh, it's not a full-on appearance. Won't <laughs> be on Sarah Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen Star Trek. You may be happy to learn that I believe I'm the only American who hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> See, it's very good. Hi, I'm the only English person that hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> people, huh? You're defective. <laughs> <laughs> a very popular movie it is. Seen as the cast was almost certainly signed for several films, I think the franchise has officially been re-established. The Torchwood Children of Earth trailers just look better and better. Is it July yet? <laughs> BBC America's interest in showing it as close as possible to the UK premiere, plus its recent acquisition of first-run US rights to Doctor Who, and the announcement of dates for the first two Gap Year specials by to make even this jaded American fan hope for a better future. <laughs> Keep up the good work, team. The world is relying on you. <laughs> well, not really, but pretend. Oh. <laughs> Eric, Alexandra. Oh, of course, the Doctor companion must introduce themselves. Duh. Which I think... <laughs> that was the... Yes. Yes. Yeah, that, that's, that's A. Yes. Ah. Put one from another Stephen here. Hello, Hello Stephen. Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Ooh, he says, revenge. Hello, how are you? Whoever asks us that, We're fine. How are you, Stephen? They just leap into the abuse. I am fine, by the way. I thought you'd like to know that. Well, we do, Stephen, we do. I thought I'd send in a 30-second recommendation for you. Ooh. It's a long time since we've had one of these. Mortal Engines by Philip Reeve is the first of a quartilogy of books set in a post-apocalyptic future filled with cities that travel around on wheels and hunt and eat smaller cities using their resources and people to keep their own city moving. An odd premise for a book, I'll admit, but truly fantastic in its delivery. The first book in the series is based around London as it comes out of hiding from larger cities' travels across the hunting ground on an unknown mission. It turns out that they have unearthed a great weapon from the 60-minute war that destroyed our world and force this new world into existence. The rest of the series is based around the wars between the anti-tractionists and the people of the great moving cities and the adventures of Tom Natsworthy and Hester Shaw as more and more old technology is is unearthed and used in the wars by people who don't truly understand the true power of their discoveries. It looks like history is to repeat itself but this time wiping out the entire human race. Written with humour and unbelievable imagination, Philip Reeve creates a believable world filled with brilliant characters, hideous creatures known as stalkers, and concludes with a finale that does not let down the incredible build-up of the first three books. Also, ex-chief scientist, now grandmaster of everything El Presidente. <laughs> Your site won't let me make an account on the forums. Any particular reason for this, or what can I do about this? Desperately seeking Firefly mm. with no luck, Stephen. Oh, Stephen, no! Mm. Site's knackered. Yeah, normally it works, a lot of people have joined, although I may mistake you for spam. Perhaps you should... <laughs> I, get, I get lots of stupid people trying to sign up to the forum who are just trying to spam. Uh, mm. So it might be worth putting in your your hobbies, Doctor Who or something, then it... And not spam in Shut up now. Now it's rather more than 30 seconds to it. We'll speed it up. This one's from Wynn. Hello, Wynn. Hello, Wynn. Dear team, you've all done very well. Thank you. Welcome, Jean. Thank you, Wynn. I've made space for her on my... I can't talk myself like I'm a third person. (laughs) Wynn has made space for me on his special list. Special list. And I'm already above fake Heath. God for that. That's just because I haven't insulted him or edited... 
Anyway, just to chime in. <laughs> give her time, give her time. <laughs> Me, edit you win, I'd never do that. I would. <laughs> just to chime in with the review of Image of the Fendal, Wynn bought the DVD a couple of weeks ago and loved it. I love you, Wynn. <laughs> oh, no. You're going to get a special oh, list to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Every second of it was the kind of Doctor Who that kept me behind the sofa when I was a nipper. It also had the great crater mass feel to it as well, which is always a good thing. I love you, Wim. <laughs> I must be getting old because even though you gave it rave reviews, and believe it or not, I value your opinions. Uh-huh. Someone has to. <laughs> I just can't be bothered to go out and see Star Trek. Oh. Oh. Come on. I'll wait for it to come out on DVD in Sainsbury's after it's dropped out of the charts and I can get it for about six quid and when, probably watch it on a really decent DVD yeah, high definition when, thingy. When, listen to me. There are some films that just have to be watched at the cinema. You mm. don't get the full effect otherwise. Yeah, yeah. So, when, if you want to go and see a Paul Solent or um, Gunwolf Keys, give us a shout, all right? <laughs> okay, just a quick roundup of Escape Pod Discs from Wim. Mm-hmm. Books, the complete works of Terry Pratchett. Terry Pratchett. <laughs> Good choice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Music, the prog collection, a complete collection of every prog album or every prog band ever. <laughs> all I can say to that win is yes. <laughs> well, as long as, some, as long as there's some yes in there, I don't mind. Games, I think I'll have to follow our beloved El Presidente and go for Elite. Yeah. I remember playing it at Christmas many moons ago on my dad's school BBC Micro. Yeah. Yeah. Blast from the past. And this one has got me puzzled as to what he's going to do with it. <laughs> Luxury item, the complete idiot's guide to stalking, a powerful telescope, the galactic coordinates, a fake kiss escape pod, and a frozen chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is just getting wrong. <laughs> Toodles, Bob be with you, Win. Thank you, I think. <laughs> Win, you're very, very odd. And now, just for Win, subliminal messages. <laughs> Thank you! Another one here from Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Thank you. Hello. Ahoy, mateys. Head of Pertwee and any extras you may have commandeered. <laughs> Hello, I'm an extra they've commandeered. <laughs> nice podcast last time, as always. Although I think you should be banned by the United Nations from playing any more Shatner music. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> please ban us. Also, the unedited bit at the end where you played Leonard Nimoy singing about Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo. 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 Well, it scares me a little. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder... If there's something going on here, as Vulcans and Elves have similar ears. <laughs> now, I've seen maybe three episodes of the original Star Trek, though I wasn't really paying attention. I do have remember that one that was the Tribble episode, and can by no definition be called a Trekkie, although I can do the Vulcan hand thing, <laughs> but I absolutely loved the new movie. Yay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Zachary Quinto is a fantastic Spock. He just owned the role, as did Carl Urban as McCoy. The film has so much energy, and is just a great and enjoyable film. And everyone on the Enterprise has their own little heroic moment, which was nice. My only criticism is that Nero, whilst perfectly fine villain, felt a bit like just an excuse to get everyone on the Enterprise together. I did like the time travel element, which may not have made complete sense, but damn it, man, I'm a sci-fi fan, not a physicist. <laughs> because it means that Abrams can just do his own thing while still being true to the essence of Star Trek. He won't alienate new fans, but can still please old ones. 
Everybody wins. <laughs> well, everybody except those that complain about everything, but who cares about that? Yay. I've seen it twice, and I'm itching to see it again, because I liked it so much. This might even encourage me to look up a few of the classic episodes you guys recommended. Oh. Mm. You Doctor Companion looks like a fine girl. <laughs> what was her name again? Gunhilda Nobunaka. <laughs> <laughs> If she isn't called that, we're going to be so disappointed. <laughs> I'm still at Dimension Night Terrors. <laughs> anyway, um, not much else can be said at this point. I would like it if she wasn't from modern day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. News the Doctor is going to be Sarah Jane Adventures is great. I'm really looking forward to it. The show's just a bit fun. <laughs> Add the Doctor to that and it should be shenanigans all around. Excellent mm. use of the word shenanigans. shenanigans. Yeah, I think yeah. we should have... Applaud. <laughs> Try to keep this short. <laughs> probably failing due to the Star Trek ramblings. So I just say that both Primeval and Ashes to Ashes are great at the moment. It's a shame that soon there won't be much on. No. no. Next time, I might do my escape pod discs. But it's hard when other people keep choosing my ideas. I Aww. know the feeling. Mm. Ah, same anyway. Hope you're well. Not all those who wander are lost. Sarah. Very surreal, Sarah. Deep. Thank you, right, Sarah. Deep. Yep. Okay, if you've got anything you'd like to say to us, preferably polite, <laughs> and please, please try and keep it below 250 words, <laughs> you can write to us at show at staggeringstories.net. <laughs> and now, another shameless plug. Is your name, or anything else for that matter, do you want to catch up on a few cons with guests such as Colin Baker, Tom Baker, and you'll even hear a song or two from Fraser Hines and Sophie Aldred, so that's Tim's take on at tto.mypodcast.com. If your name's David or not. Thank you. And so, to our dismay, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Dismay. But in the next one, more of the same. More news and reviews. More fun, frivolity and jollity. But until then, this is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. No matter where you go, there you are. Jesus. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories Podcast, Series 1, Number 47, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fate Keith, Gene Midler and Real Keith Dunn. Views expressed here, those as a speaker, don't necessarily represent those other speakers on the side. No copyright infringement is intended. This podcast and El Presidente Rush www.staggeringstories.net. And this is my friend Rose. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> She's a gnome. <laughs> See, last time's Rose sounded like something from Monty Python. Yeah. Yes, it did. <laughs> and I'm starting to sound like JP Gumby. <laughs> Move! Hello, Krog. Send the meme. <laughs> That's really not how I pictured it. <laughs> <laughs> Boyfriend gave her a ring and she's never had it off since. <laughs> and you accuse me? Oh. No, going back to um, up Pompeii, <laughs> where Frankie Howe was talking to the camera about the suicide. You're just a bad man. <laughs>
Summer Glau oh, yeah. of Firefly fame has done something. <laughs> has she? To whom? Yeah. <laughs> and was it with their consent? <laughs> How could it not be? Oh. Is she allowed? <laughs> she has ways. <laughs> Uh, Shall I do win? Hello. <laughs> 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 oh, knob uh, thumper or something. Grunhilda knob. It's that bad. He can't remember. He <laughs> got it on oh. my laptop. He looked it up. <laughs> Grunhilda Nobunaka. <laughs> you can write to us at show... At... <laughs> line, line. <laughs> Sorry, my brain went totally... <laughs> and utterly dead. <laughs> Sorry. Staggering. Stories. Dot. Net. I've finally done the introduction. Too late. Oh, bugger.